0: the Christmas episode of Beyond the Baselines. I'm Brianna Cooper. And I'm Leanne Strollo. And uh, so this is the Christmas episode, obviously. Have you been Christmas shopping, Leanne? I have not. I, to be honest, but I've been at the mall.
1: Clearly, because you have a new shirt that you're wearing, and it's a Hogwarts shirt, because you've been reading Harry Potter for two weeks, and you've
0: gone off the deep end. Two weeks, but I'm on the sixth book, so like. I'm proud of you, but you're like a decade too late. But you can also tell that Big I was fan. I was raised in a library, though. Like my parents are both librarians, and like I've just been nonstop reading. And to nowhere see. in there you picked up Harry Potter. No, I'm mean, for the past two weeks. Like I've read probably oh. three thousand pages. I think that
1: says more about the fact that you've never read Harry Potter until this point. How sad that is that you've read probably every other book in existence.
0: Harry Potter is very good. It's, like, shout out to J.K. Rowling now that she needs my approval. She's got millions, <laughs> but, like, she's really good. Um, so, no, I haven't been Christmas shopping because I'm broke and, uh, same. yeah, but I've been to the mall just to walk around to do my jogs like an old woman, and I've heard a lot of Christmas music, mm-hmm. so I know I'm typically the music person, but what's your favorite Christmas music?
1: That's so difficult. I have, I don't know if I could pick a favorite, honestly. Um, I have a whole Christmas playlist, and it's titled, Yes, I'm Listening to Christmas Music in October, Because I Always Am.
0: Oh. So you're one of uh, those? Like, oh, i like one of those. You listen to
1: Christmas music before Thanksgiving? <laughs> as soon as it's chilly enough to put a light jacket on, <laughs> I am listening to Christmas music.
0: Are you a Michael Bublé fan?
1: <clears throat> oh, not really. I okay. like more of the old school classic stuff.
0: Same here. Um, Not the Michael Buble. Like, he has a nice voice. I I do have a couple Buble songs on my playlist, but... I'm typically, you know, you know this, I'm typically a rock and roll fan, but Mm. when it comes to Christmas music, I prefer classical stuff. Um, My two favorite Christmas songs are probably... (laughs) Ruben McIntyre's version of "Mary, Did You Know" and Josh Groban's "Little Drummer Boy," That's so like interesting. the classical stuff. But I will say, but I mean,
1: at, at this point, there have been some songs that are just classics, even though they're not really the classical. I mean, I don't care who you are if you don't like Mariah Carey. In her Christmas song, like I don't trust you as a person.
0: I will say I hate Mariah Carey, yeah, but I, don't but I love like her. her Christmas but Christmas but song. like that, like that's that's a classic now. Actually, I was at Brothers Last Christmas, like wham, you know, with with Mariah Carey. I was at Brothers downtown, which if is if you a, don't a bar. know a bar that we frequent. It's a bar you've probably seen us there. Um, I guess it was last Saturday and they played a snippet of All I Want for Christmas Is You and the entire dance floor were just screaming the yeah, lyrics. Like, I was like, like same. It, it it's a, like- it's a big Christmas mood. Um but it's not Christmas until I listened to the Rat Pack Christmas album in full several times. Um I'm looking through my playlist now. Okay. Have yourself
1: a Merry Little Christmas. I don't care who it's done by is like really hits it for me. It know? does,
0: but I think Judy Garland is the best, in my opinion. <clears throat> that's that's val uh I don't know. I'm a huge Frank Sinatra fan. Okay, but well, for me, it's not really Christmas until I've heard um, David Bowie and Bing Crosby's "Little Drummer Boy" oh, slash yeah. "Peace on Earth." I think for me, a lot of a lot of Christmas music too is like just really the nostalgic part of
1: it. Is like I remember being little and like I lived with my grandparents, so we made a huge deal about Christmas. Like our or the, not really the outside, but the inside. Like we just had Christmas stuff everywhere, and like the day. Like I remember the day that we would decorate for Christmas more than actual christmas because we just blasted christmas music in like november and like did it all and like it's just the nostalgic feel like i can think about like listening to these songs with my grandparents and stuff yeah which makes it so much better
0: yeah i do like i said i'm more of a a classic type christmas music fan but i do love (laughs) bob dylan has a christmas album
1: it was released
0: it was released in 2009 it's called christmas in the heart and it was his 39th studio album Um, there's a song on there called Must Be Santa, and it's, like, a polka song with an accordion, and it's super corny and cheesy, and I love it. It's one of my favorite Christmas songs. It's, like, that NSYNC song, too. They have a Christmas song. Do they? They do. Oh, I didn't know that. It's just
1: Merry Christmas, Happy Happy. You would know it if you heard it. It's... Okay. Super cheesy, but it's awesome. Yeah,
0: it's... Like, Bob Dylan is just one of those people where it's like, he can do no wrong. Except he definitely can. Like, he had three... (laughs) He has, but you know. He had, like, three or four gospel albums that were just wrong. (laughs) Like, they weren't good. But, um, Christmas in the Heart is definitely, like, a... It's definitely Christmas time kind of album. Or the Christmas song... That King Cole? Oh, yeah. Just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. That's a, that one and Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas for me, I think. Yeah. doesn't like, matter who does it, it just... Like I said, Peace on Earth, A Little Drummer Boy by David Bowie and Bing Crosby. Probably the weirdest, like, music video ever, because it's just, you know damn well that David Bowie and Bing Crosby never crossed paths yeah. before or after that. There's also, too, but- there's
1: a bunch of, there's like a, a wave of, like, pop punk Christmas music, too, that's out there. Like, Blink-182 put out, like, a Christmas song, and it was... Oh, I can't remember, like, how it goes exactly, but it's basically just, like, I hate home, I don't want to be home for Christmas, but here I am. And it's, like, the perfect blend of, like, <laughs> the pop-punk, you know, feeling
0: that you have, but some jingle bells in there, too. I actually found, a few years ago, I found a 45 of David Bowie and Bing Crosby, and that's just in constant rotation after Thanksgiving. I I know you are you know, you start listening to Christmas music in October... I try my best to hold it off until Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I'm not usually successful. There's usually one or two Christmas songs that make their way in before then, but I I try. Mm
1: -hmm. Not that I really, I don't really
0: care about Thanksgiving, to be honest. I just eat a lot, and that's... Now,
1: I mean, my family doesn't really do anything for Thanksgiving anymore. Like, as soon as, I'm the youngest, and as soon as I kind of was out of the house, everybody was like, well, this is too much effort, we'll just wait
0: until Christmas (laughs) So we don't even really do anything anymore, so... Ugh. And we both mentioned the rap Pack, and I think we've talked about this feud before on the show, but I'm a Dean Martin person. I'm from New York. I'm obviously a Frank Sinatra person. Yeah, well, Dean Martin's from the Midwest, so I guess that makes sense. It really does make sense. Yeah, it but. does. But I don't, I don't think Frank Sinatra ever recorded this song, but I know Dean Martin did because it's one of my favorite... One of my favorite Christmas songs mm-hmm. is Baby It's Cold Outside... Yeah. Um Do you know what we're gonna talk about? <laughs> take a guess. So this year, um Baby It's Cold Outside, which was written in nineteen forty four, has been banned by radio stations throughout the country. I don't and, think this is the first year. Like I've heard this controversy talked about for years. I've heard the controversy I is the but I think the ban is new. Yeah. I think like people have been like, Hey, this is a weird song, but yeah. This year, the song has been banned by radio stations throughout the country and Canada, fun fact, according to Even USA Even the today, nice people don't like it. Yeah. According to USA Today, for, quote, because it's inappropriate in the wake of the Me Too movement. So, I just gotta say this. There's as, a lot to unpack though. There. There's a lot. And, like, <laughs> as a woman, I just think, like, you have to pick your battles, you know? And I don't think baby's cold outside is the battle that we we're need. We're going to have. disagree on this. Oh hell yeah! Here, <laughs> yes. Um, I don't like in the wake of the Me Too
1: movement. It's always been inappropriate.
0: <laughs> here's my thing though. I I'm a big history buff. I, I I think you have to add context to this. I do. I do get that because I will say. Let me. I did my research because I I kind of thought we would disagree. Um, so the one line in the song that I was like, that's kind of weird, is, hey, what's in this drink? Yeah. Um, so, like I said, the song was written in 1944. Um, I'm probably mispronouncing this, but benzodiazepines, which is what rohypnol is. Yeah, <laughs> I know I mispronounced that, that but time. whatever. The The type of drug that um, rohypnol is, which are roofies, um, were created in 1957, I
1: mean, that doesn't mean that she didn't think she was drinking some harmless eggnog and he was just dumping whiskey (laughs) in it. Eggnog has alcohol, doesn't it? I've learned that apparently our whole families are just alcoholics that made us think that because I guess regular eggnog does not have alcohol in
0: it. And if you want alcoholic eggnog, you have to specify that. Really? So, shout out my family. I already knew that my family was like, like, addiction doesn't run in my family yet, like, gallops. So I already <laughs> knew that, but um, but I think the context, when you add context, like it's about from my perspective, like sexual liberation. Like the line about um <clears throat> there's bound to be talk tomorrow, at least there'll be plenty implied. Like if I stay here, people are gonna think that I'm I mean a I think foxy. it depends on
1: first of all, I, I mean if you wanna just talk strictly about the lyrics, I mean, do you think coercion and repeatedly ignoring no's is problematic then yes you know what i mean if the whole song is just no please stay no please stay which it is yeah you know eventually you know if she gives in do you what do you think of that you know if someone did that now regardless of the time period if i keep saying no i have to leave and you keep saying no stay until that's I finally a, give in. That's a fair that's, point. You know I, I, I mean, think it's just, its just I don't know, it's creepy when you read the lyrics. It just seems, I don't like it. Yeah. But at the same time, I do understand the whole pick your battles thing is like, I, I'm not ready to call for everyone's head that's ever recorded this and be like, you're a rapist. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's yeah. supposed to be. And I mean, everybody knows, I mean, especially now in the last 10 years, like, we don't listen to lyrics of songs, like. Music
0: isn't popular based on lyrics anymore. I, that's what I was gonna say. So, it's funny to me, despite how you feel about "Baby, It's Cold Outside." Like to ban it on the grounds of it's misogynistic, really? Like that's the I mean, song that you're picking
1: if, to ban. I don't know if I would say that it's misogynistic as much as it just has like very rapey undertones. Rapey undertones. That's my
0: favorite thing we've ever uttered I on this podcast. I don't like that. Like
1: I could do with. I think I'm just saying like I could do with or without it. Like I'm not ready to.
0: Like yeah. I said, I'm not
1: ready to call for heads of everybody that's ever touched it, but at the same time, eh.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love... Don't care, you know. There's I, plenty more Christmas music out there that's better. I love the Dean Martin version, um, which I think is why I'm so, like, passionate about <laughs> this, yeah. this argument. But I do think, from my perspective anyway, and I understand, like, there's going to be differences in opinion, but I think it's just, given the context of the song, it's more about sexual liberation, which in and of itself is a weird Christmas Themed song, mm-hmm. like okay. Well, if, here's the I've thing. got a tip for staying warm. Like when no I was little, intended.
1: when I was little, I really thought like that. I, I it's it's so funny how well intentioned I felt. Like I was like, oh, he's just trying to protect her from having to drive home in the snow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like he's I trying was to like, get the. Wow, laid. the
1: storm must be so bad. And yeah, I'm like, no, okay, now I realize
0: what's going on here. Yeah, yeah, I, I am kind of upset with myself though. Like how much tr- was like when were roofies created? <laughs> Like, when did this become a thing?
1: I mean, I I do think that some things definitely get misinterpreted when it's been over 50 years and, you know, stuff like that. and And yes, time's very different and everything, but I just, I don't think that the classics have to stay the classics so much to the point that we're just ignoring that this is kind of (laughs) weird.
0: Yeah, like, it's definitely a weird, like I said, it's a weird Christmas song. Like, it's a, like, if that's... If what I think is the general message of the song, i.e. sexual liberation for women, like, that's a really weird theme for a Christmas song. I'm
1: looking at the lyrics now, and there's a whole stanza of how much her lips look delicious. And she's like, the storm, and he's like, your lips look delicious.
0: Again, he's trying to get laid.
1: rapey undertones.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, ban or no ban? Yay or nay. I mean, I'm not, I, I'm i not pushing, I'm not,
1: like I said, I could take it or leave it, I don't really care. If that's what happens, I'm not going to be mad about it, but yeah. whatever, I'm fine if it stays on the radio too. At, the, at the, the bottom, the end of the line, or whatever, the, you know, the end of the day is like, there's way bigger battles to be had in the name of misogyny and preventing rape than, you know what I mean? Like, this is not where our effort should be, but if it happens along the way, I don't really care, that's cool.
0: Okay, I just think I just think it's catchy to sing along to.
1: I mean, yeah, but so
0: is uh, I that blame Robin th- Thicke song, and everybody knows that's disgusting. Blurred lady. lines, yeah. I will say, <laughs> I I was in orchestra um, in high school. I think Me you were too, too. Yeah. yeah. And my senior year, I loved my orchestra conductor. She was great, very mm-hmm. woke. Um, but she chose that. For, so our last concert of the year was, like, more pop music-based to get mm-hmm. people to really be we into played, it. We uh, played Centerfold by Jay Giles' band. Oh. <laughs> See, we played Blurred Lines. And, like, Ooh. yeah, we were all, Both like... weird, weird we were choices. We just like, this is about rape. Like, this is about a guy who was like, eh, she's drunk, um, so it doesn't really count. About,
1: like, we... I, I don't even... We were, like, 60, and our, prof- or our teacher, like, pulled it out, and he was like, yeah, like, this is what we're gonna play. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> pulled out the song, um, and he was like, This is what we're gonna play. And we all looked up the lyrics, and we're like, This is about a dude finding like a girl he went to high school with is now in Playboy,
0: and <laughs> probably more successful than you did that at I mean, Lincoln Center. <laughs> that's so cool, though, that you were in New York. And you're like, I played at Lincoln Center, no big deal. Like, what can I say? Yeah. So, no, I just... Second violin squad. <laughs> I Same. Oh, my gosh. We have more in common than that we know. That was only for that. Oh, season. I was always second violin, Ooh, so... Can't relate. <clears throat> okay. Well, you're better than me. Whatever. Um, no, I've just... I've been going through the comments section on, like, WTHR or local news station mm-hmm. stories about the ban, and some people are like really really for it and others are like
1: i just can't imagine putting that much effort into either being for or against it like it just doesn't seem like it's that but then again like my twitter is just full of me being way too in depth of like
0: but you know it's a question decisions. of like
1: how much does this really matter that's and what i it's, it's, it's like, like, on, like picking if, your battles if your if your effort is to try to end misogyny and to try to you know liberate rape victims and
0: all that kind of stuff like this is not where your effort should be put you know what i mean like (laughs) it's the same and i think we've talked about it on the show but like i have ocd and a few years ago there was a a thing that went viral online of like there was a christmas sweater that said i have ocd obsessive christmas disorder or something Mm -hmm. and this girl had a post standing next to the sweater being like this is a disgrace to not a disgrace, but, like, like, this is insensitive. Yeah, it's
1: in poor taste, sure, but,
0: like, yeah. is this
1: the... <laughs> this is the
0: hill you want to die right, on? Right, I'm, like, as, as someone who has OCD and who considers it to... Like, it's a debilitating disease, mm-hmm. but, like, it's... N- like, a Christmas sweater from Target is not what I'm concerned about. Yeah. And it's... It, this is the same thing of, like, if you... I, I understand wanting to end that stigma and to bring awareness to... What women and men go through mm-hmm. all the time around the world, but I'm not sure that a Christmas song is like not being played on the radio. <laughs> yeah, like we've won. No, yeah, no, <laughs> far from it. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess in
1: a way, we actually kind of agreed. But yeah, I'm more
0: on the side of like I'll take the ban. We have not a cool whole. We have the rest of the podcast to disagree on true, stuff. So, true. um. So I know. Christmas Day is a big day for sports. Um, It's a big day for basketball, really, which,
1: unfortunately, is my least favorite sport. Um, I don't really know too much. I don't watch it. Just not a fan. So this is a lot of uh, just research that I did to be able to talk about it. Um, And then I ended up finding some cool stuff about, like, historic Christmas Day games. And, like, if Christmas falls on a Sunday, like, we're playing football, (laughs) On Christmas, um, and actually, I figured out that the longest NFL game in history was played on Christmas Day, which I just think is a cool little factoid, um, and that was in 1971 between the Cowboys and the Vikings, and it was an 82 minutes of gameplay, which I can't do math very well, but if you consider 15-minute quarters, that's 22 extra minutes of football Wow! And you got...
0: I was going to ask you how many minutes a,
1: a normal football game was, but okay. Well, the 15-minute quarters, are four yeah. of them because they're quarters, and uh, that's 60 minutes. Wow. I really just redid the math in my head just to make sure because yeah.
0: I'm not good at math. So, yeah. <laughs> um. Now, for your family, because, I mean, honestly, like, my dad and my uncle are huge sports fans, but, like, sports aren't really... When it comes to family holidays, like, it's not necessarily on in the background. Now, for your family, what's bigger? Sports Christmas is always on in the background okay. in our family. But, like, Christmas Day or Thanksgiving, what's the bigger sports day for your family?
1: Oh, 100% Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. Because we... I have, every, everybody in my family is a football fan, really. We all like different teams, I think. But um that's just... I mean, and so many people across the country probably agree with me. That's just tradition. You watch football on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, but... And none of us are huge basketball fans, too, and basketball is really big on Christmas. So, I think, you know, like, if there's a football game on, it's always on in the background. Like, we're not super into it. The one thing that my whole family, like, cousins, uncles, aunts, everybody, we can all agree on is the Yankees. So, like, if at any point we're together and there's a Yankees game on, we're all glued to the TV and that's, like, front and center. But, like, football is, it's always just on in the background. and. And, I mean, I know a lot of people have, like, I don't know if you do, like, do you just, like, turn the TV off when you're eating, like, Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner?
0: Uh, typically. My family, see, it's we always thing to on. play cards. Oh, yeah. During, like, holiday meals. We, we have, like, the way that my, we
1: always have uh, <clears throat> our holidays at my aunt's house, and her, like, table is set up kind of around the corner from the TV, but if you leave the, the shades up, you can see the reflection of the TV
0: <laughs> in the window.
1: <laughs> so we'll be watching, like, backwards football in the... <laughs> In the
0: window. That's dedication. That's That's a lot of work.
1: Um, I do want to retract what I said, though, because I did have my notes flipped. The long game was played between the Dolphins and the Chiefs, um, but the Cowboys became the only team to win a game on Christmas and then go on uh, to win the Super Bowl in that same year. So a lot of stuff was happening in 1971 on Christmas Day in football. Huh. Um, and then the Cowboys actually went on and did that again in 1994. So that's like a pretty cool coincidence. Even though I hate the Cowboys.
0: <laughs> mm. Well, if you're listening to this on Christmas, this is like a weird personal plug. But I'll be 22 this Christmas. Oh yeah, your birthday's on Christmas. Yeah. I so about Christmas, that. Christmas is always weird to me. Like, well, like my Do you family get extra presents. It's kind of a crapshoot. Just like not mm. now that I'm older. No, just like here's like 50 more dollars. <laughs> Well, it's usually like, here's some socks, and like, which actually, (laughs) the birthday socks. Which actually, though, I appreciate. Like, in adulthood, like, totally appreciate it. When we were kids, like, just send me necessities, please. I can't
1: afford them. When we were kids, like, the worst thing you could ever get was, like, clothes. And, like, now I love it when my family gets me socks. Or, like, my birthday this year, my dad, like, (laughs) got my car washed, paid for my license renewal, and, like, I think, like, bought me groceries or something. And it was just, like,
0: all the most adult stuff ever. But I was like, thank you so much. (laughs) I always love dry, like, my, I have family who live in Franklin, Indiana, Mm -hmm. and there's this church, um, every year that has a sign in their front yard, or front, whatever, that's like, Christmas isn't your birthday, I'm like, bitch, you thought it is my birthday. (laughs) That's really funny. But you, you're um,
1: like I actually have you and two other friends I have are were all born on Christmas, which I just think is like a weird coincidence. Like
0: it's like it's a weird feeling. Be I will say my 21st birthday was really rough trying to find because I had to wait till midnight. Yeah, on my 21st open. birthday. Yeah, so I went to this really seedy bar that was like an hour away from closing. I'm like, can I just get a Bud Light, please? I just want to celebrate. celebrate my the yeah. end of my youth. <laughs> right. Um. So I always like. Kind of whenever I hear Christmas music, I'm like, it's close to my birthday. Like, and it used to be like time to party. Now it's like, oh god, I'm getting old. Um but gonna be twenty-two. The yeah. I'm decrepit. Um (laughs) What's the vine of the little girl that she's like, I'm an old lady. I'm sixteen. I'm like a a grandmother. grandmother. (laughs) The monkeys this year actually put out a Christmas album, which I was super excited for because I love the monkeys. Um my mom um, is of the rerun generation and so i was like she showed me the show when i was like eight because she grew up watching it and it's a rerun yeah um vh1 what is this um you
1: don't oh you've never seen back to the future have you i have oh did you get the reference then mm-hmm. oh, okay yeah i got it i
0: just didn't laugh i'm sorry
1: great you, you don't like back to the future that's what i'm not is. a
0: huge fan ridiculous um, yeah to quote John Mulaney, they imply that a white man wrote "Johnny Be Good." <laughs> um, but the, yeah, so the monkeys put out a Christmas album called "Christmas Party." It's very unique. Um, so just some highlights or lowlights of it—is that the word? <laughs> so "Unwrap You at Christmas," which is sung by, sung by Mickey Dolenz, um, is like super bubblegum pop '60s bullshit that I'm not a huge fan of. It's very reminiscent of the first half of their good times, good time albums from a few years ago. But the highlight, and you were talking about the song earlier, the Christmas song, mm-hmm. um, is sung by Ni- Ni- Mike Nesmith, and there's some steel guitar going on. And I actually saw, I took my mom to go see Mickey Dolan's and Mike Nesmith um, when they toured. Uh, we were in Ohio, I believe, and Mike Nesmith actually just fully recovered from open heart surgery. He had, um, what's that called, a bypass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think a quadruple bypass. He was in the hospital for a while. But we, we, so we saw them on stage. We saw them live, right? And he kept going off stage when he wasn't singing. I'm like, that's weird, but he's 75. He was getting oxygen backstage. Like, he was struggling. And so it's, just, it's nice to hear him on record now. It's like, he's fine. This is, you know, he's he's doing good. And it's a really nice rendition of the song. It's actually not one of my favorite Christmas songs. Just, Love that song. I, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan, but it it's a nice rendition. It's a kind of a country rendition, mm-hmm. which you might appreciate. I don't know. It's weird because, like, you're my only friend from New York, and yet you listen to more country Hoosier. music than any of my Hoosier friends. Yeah. I blame Amanda. My roommate. <laughs> well, she's from Terre Haute, so yeah. yeah. Um, yeah some country music's good. Assuming. But the really nice part of the album is Davy Jones has a song on it. Davy Jones died in two thousand and twelve, um, but he does a rendition of Silver Bells on the album. Mm-hmm. It's obviously that's a song that I'm not a huge fan of. Really, that's one yeah. of my that's one of my more liked Christmas songs. I don't know how to mm. word that. I like that Christmas song more than most. Mm. No, it doesn't really do anything for me. Okay. Okay. I would think it would, because it's, like, it's Christmas time in the city. Okay, not, I don't like all cities, just because I'm from a big city. Okay, I thought you, okay, <laughs> whatever. You just thought I did. What? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, basketball. You complain about trees every time we drive past trees, so I just assumed <laughs> you don't like anything associated with... It's only when there's too many trees in one place. Like, one single
1: tree alone in the middle of, like, cement, I can deal with. All right. Yeah. Proceed. What were you going to say? Um, basketball. Yeah, we didn't even get to talk about basketball games this year, which, like I said, I'll be brief, because I don't really care that much, personally,
0: but maybe someone does. Way to sell it. Yeah. Alienating our basketball fans now. Um, we have one person listening to this podcast now. We have a couple. A couple. They're dwindling slowly. Or, no, quickly. All right. Anyway, there's
1: a couple, a handful of basketball games on TV this Christmas. Um... I guess the two biggest ones is going to be the Warriors versus the Lakers, Warriors versus LeBron.
0: Uh, I don't like LeBron. Go Warriors. That's my take. That's your hot take? That's my hot take. Fighter on Twitter, people. At Leanne Stroller.
1: I'm sure someone will. It seems like that's all that happens to me. Um, personally, I think the 76ers and the Celtics is going to be the best matchup. Um, but people probably won't care about it nearly as much as LeBron and uh against the Warriors. But that's two teams that are like on the cusp of being better than they've been and kind of a good rivalry regionally. I mean, I guess the Warriors and the Lakers are good rivalry regionally too, but I from I'm from the East Coast. <laughs> um Yeah, I think both of them will be kind of battling it out in the playoffs too, so that should be a good matchup. And that's all my basketball hot takes because I don't have many. That's happening on Christmas Day. Yeah. Oh, there's tons of basketball games on Christmas. That's like the thing. It's like Thanksgiving. You think football? First, and okay. Basketball. See, I didn't know that. It's kind of it's relatively new. It's kind it's more within the past couple decades that I think we've sold out to the point that we force athletes to play on holidays. But you know, <laughs> when you're making that much money, who's going to complain? That, yeah. You know.
0: Well. This is an old story, but it's worth sharing, I think, um, because there's so much shit happening in the world today, um, domestically and abroad, but it's nice to remember the spirit of the holiday. So um, Christmas 1984, Bob Geldof and Midge Ear uh, formed Band-Aid, which is just a collection of uh, British and, and UK musicians who formed together? Who formed uh, to release? Do they know it's Christmas? Which uh, was number one on the charts when it was released to raise money for anti-famine famine efforts. In I really thought you were going to say anti-feminist for a second. I was like, hmm. anti-famine <laughs> efforts in Ethiopia. Um, so it sold over two million copies worldwide and has raised over twenty-four million U.S. dollars um, since its release. And it later went on to influence USA for Africa and Live Aid, which were both uh, charity efforts. Um, and the project included musicians like Simon Le Bon from Duran Duran, Phil Collins, and George Michael, who unfortunately George Michael passed away on Christmas Day in 2016. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to celebrate my goddamn birthday, and then I got a phone notification that the guy from Wham! died. I was very upset. Yeah. they Oh, because I remember that, like, because we always played,
1: I mean, we always played Christmas music kind of in the background. Last oh. Christmas? Yeah, they just played that nonstop, and I was like, okay,
0: yeah. it's a good song, but... Like, we get it. It's sad. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: but I don't know. I think it's important to remember... And and not to be too political here, but I think it's very easy around the holidays to be swept up in this, like, I have to get them the best present and mm-hmm. have the most lights in my yard and stuff, but that's not really what it's about. I think, I don't know, I don't know if this was a combination of both just getting older or
1: leaving home where I only really see my family for a couple weeks out of the year, but, like, at this point, I just don't care. Like, as long as I'm home and I can see my family on Christmas, like, I don't care what happens, you know? Yeah, Um, and I think when you're a kid, obviously, yeah, it's all about the presents, because you don't really understand, but, like, the older, like I said, I'm cool, just get me some socks, and let's eat
0: some food, and be together as a family,
1: and that's good enough for me. And I
0: think, not to put it on a depressing note, because this is a cheerful podcast, but I think, too, when you have, like, a couple years ago, several years ago, I lost my grandma, and once you lose that, like, core person of your family, the holidays are much more, like... I, I
1: mean, me, too. I mean, when I was a freshman in high school, my grandfather had a stroke, um... A couple days before Christmas, I believe it was the 23rd, and we spent, like, Christmas Day in the hospital waiting for him to come out of brain surgery. So it really puts it in perspective of, like, what you're wishing for one Christmas versus what you're wishing for another.
0: Yeah. I made it not a cherry pot. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, it, it's the same thing with—that's uh, why I brought up Band-Aid. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to remember sometimes— when you're with your family in a warm house with a lot of food yeah. and presents that there are people around the world and, and next door to you mm-hmm. who don't have all that. And I just think that's overlooked a lot in the holiday season. Especially, I mentioned at the, at the top of the, the beginning of the podcast. The top of the hour. <laughs> the beginning of the podcast that, you know, I was at the mall recently just shopping around. It's very easy to forget that stuff yeah. when you're in a mall that, like, not everybody has these same uh comforts and, and that's I mean the whole
1: like I mean Black Friday concept oh is God. just so I like Black Friday.
0: I just it's like you're you're you're
1: really gonna just start kicking people away for you to be able to buy a TV or buy yeah, a video. I got a game vacuum. Buy, it's like, like wow hey, you can't like what if you put like an ounce of this effort into caring about other people?
0: <laughs> yeah. You
1: know, like the world would be at peace but
0: Probably not, but I get what you're saying. You know, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's just
1: it's kind of one of those sick things that, that like I said, I don't know if it's just me getting older or that I kind of maybe took my being close to my family for granted for so long. Mm-hmm. But like I just don't care. Like I just wanna
0: be at home with my family. Yeah. That's why I think Live Aid is or not live aid, but Band Aid and and mm-hmm. you know, live aid is just it's it's a mm-hmm. important reminder that, you know, it's it's certainly nice. Mm-hmm. To be Mm -hmm. able to give your family and friends presents and have a lot of food and stuff, but, like, not everybody has that luxury, and you have to remember that and do what you can to help out, because that's the real meaning of the season. I know we just kind of squashed the
1: whole politics at Christmas thing, but I want to talk about politics at Christmas. Great. (laughs) Um... So I think there's sort of a, in my opinion, a misconception about how politics and religion should be kept separate from sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I just disagree with that. I think, I, first of all, I think that it's always been in it and there's no way to keep it out of it. You know what I mean? Like, people really think that Colin Kaepernick, like, sparked this whole, he just dumped all these politics right into sports. Like, it's always been like that. Like, well, also- look back through time. I mean, my one of my favorite stories to talk about the 1980 olympics was just a huge if you think that that those hockey games beating russia or you know the soviet union you know was was bigger or like it wasn't bigger than sports you're crazy like that was a political statement you know
0: well and more recently i mean the football game that took time to honor george h w bush a hockey game did that too i mean that's political, that's political. I mean, whether, yeah. whether it's
1: a good thing or not whether you agree with it or not like it's political i mean you know sports go well beyond the realm of sports 100% sports. i mean Always if you to me, I mean you can be a casual sports fan, that's fine, but if you're invested in sports enough and you really say that you care about sports and you don't believe that it is bigger than who's playing who and who wins, then you're not paying attention because it's always been in sports, it will always be there. Politics and religion are so wrapped up in it. Um that's my my hot take. <laughs> um but I think uh, whenever anybody, this is kind of a fun topic. I do think of Tim Tebow. He's just like a favorite person to talk about among everybody. Um, so if you don't know who Tim Tebow is, he was a really really good college football player. Played for University of Florida. Um, he, well, I believe, he won. He definitely won the Heisman. I don't know if he did it more than once. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, yeah, the wrong I'm looking at you now. as if you're gonna. <laughs> um, What's the Heisman?
0: I know what the Heisman is. Just to
1: clarify. Mm-hmm. I, okay, anyway, um, he, I was, ta- I was telling you about this before, though, but they actually, the NCAA created a Tebow rule, like, it's, it's in quotes called the, the Tebow rule, um, which was, it, it, on paper, it is, you can't have anything written in your eye black, so, you know what eye black is when you, put yeah, it. yeah, um, well, for anybody that doesn't know, it's, if you put, uh, like, a black streak, sort of, of just, like, it's, like, makeup, whatever, under your eye to keep the sun glare out of it. Um, or I guess the glare from anything, really. A lot of players do it. In hockey, they do it for, like, the ice. Um, and he used to write, like, Bible verses, because he was very, very religious. Um, he would write Bible verses in his eye black, and they banned him from doing that. And, I mean, on one hand, like, the, the rule, it's not like, hey, you can't write Bible verses in your eye black. It's just like, you can't have anything. Like, if it's going to be eye black, it just has to be straight eye black. Um, but it was a little bit criticized because, oh, you're keeping him from... What
0: was going to ask? What was their reasoning for doing that? Were they saying, was it a distraction, or...?
1: Um, I think so. Okay. I think it just was, yeah, was distra- I mean, it, it kind of takes away from the whole point of eye black too, is like, you're yeah. going to put this on your face, or, you know, and you're going to write something, in it just, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was just a distraction. It was, like, just becoming too much. Um, but I just think that's interesting that they literally call it the Tebow rule, and But of course, there was backlash to it because, you know, just like there was backlash, he used to kneel, ironically enough, used to kneel um, and pray, not during the national anthem, not during anything, but like before games, he would kneel and pray. And like, so many people took up issue with that. And I'm like, if he's not hurting anybody, and this is just what he wants to do, you know, he's moving out of the way of everybody else, doing a little prayer. Why does that bother you? You know, like, yeah, I just, uh... he also was highly criticized because, which I don't know that legitimacy of all of this, but um he was saving himself for
0: marriage, and uh people didn't like that. It's so weird what people take offense to. Like, mind your own damn business. Like, if he wants to be a virgin until he's married, that's I, his deal. Uh, if not, that's his deal. I just don't... Uh, but I think it was more
1: just, like, people didn't believe it, and I'm like, know. you know, like, but it's like, who, who cares? Like, why is this... You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same group of, I'm gonna say men, because it's always men, um, that take issue with, like, women who care about sports in, like, you only care about this and this and this, and then it's, like, these same guys that will come out and be so concerned with Tim Tebow's virginity.
0: Yeah. And it's, like, you can't have both sides. Like It's such an odd thing to, like, yeah. to give a shit about. It's it's very strange. But I think the biggest question um, for a Christmas podcast that needs to be addressed, Leanne, um, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. Okay, thank you. 100%. I thought we were I really thought we were going to disagree. Like I had a whole list ready for uh-uh. debate, but I'm glad we agree on this. <laughs> Close the book on.
1: Yeah. Okay. Now I have one more question though because this is the, the last thing that I kind of had as a bullet point here in my notes. Um if you're employed by a sports team and you, you know, you get paid and you say that you're going to participate in every game, Can you say that you don't want to play on religious holidays or Sundays if you're Christian? And do you get to sit out and
0: be like, you know, does your religion get to overcome whether or not you play? I see where you're going with this. And I think, personally, my opinion is that, yes, it does. Because you have freedom of religion that your work cannot override. I'm not saying that I necessarily agree with it. I mean, I Mm -hmm. typically go to church on Sundays Mm-hmm. Um, but if something came up from work that was like, "Hey, you have to go to this event at I mean, I ten think, o'clock on Sunday to cover it," I would go. Personally. I think there's a huge
1: difference too between the money that we're making at our jobs and someone well, getting paid, you know, yeah. six million dollars plus a year, depending on what sport you're playing or how many get. You know, if you only play eighty games a season, eighty-two games a season, whatever it is you, you know, you're playing. Do you get to skip one? <laughs>
0: I don't you know. Just skip every Sunday. I, my, if my, you're a football player, you can't. My you know? thought of it, my, you're only going to play the Monday and Thursday night football games. You get my thought, though, is that it's a very slippery slope to begin saying mm-hmm. because you do have freedom of religion in this country. If you yes. want to take so Christians, at Sunday. I think Jews, the holy day is Saturday. I believe mm-hmm. you know if if you're devout and that's your your belief. Um, that that's your right to practice mm-hmm. that, and I think it's just a slippery slope when employers are saying you can't do this because yeah. we, we I say.
1: only say that. I mean, maybe the question isn't do I see you, your do segue. Employers just... allow it versus where does your I don't I don't know, integrity might be too strong of a word, but you know, I mean, if you're I, I say this is the main story. I mean, a lot of players have done this throughout history. There have been a few times, but probably the most prominent is Sandy Koufax who skipped Game One of the World Series. Um, That's and a he, big deal. And he was a pitcher too. I mean, this is your yeah. starting ace pitcher in the World Series, and he says no. Um, you know, I'm sitting out. He was Jewish because it was Yom Kippur. Like, he's you know, I mean, does your does your religion overtake? You know, because I mean, the way that I look at it too is like, I, I mean, I played sports. I did not play sports at a super comp- competitive level or anything like that. But you know, if my dream as a baseball player is to make it to the World Series and win the World Series. You know, <laughs> does God understand that you can Yeah, I mean... You know, I know think, what I mean? Like, that's I'm just, also not a religious person, so this has never been,
0: you know... Yeah. I was about to say, it's a very personal question. Yeah. As somebody who... That's what I'm
1: saying. So maybe my question isn't, does the employer, does a team or a league allow it, versus what are you saying about yourself when you do it? Yeah, and I if think... if you it, want to be considered more religious than, you know, being yeah, in the world Yeah, it's Series, a very
0: personal question, I think... You know, as someone, like I said, I do regularly go to church, and it is something that's important to me. But like I said, if, if something it came up... If you were up, starting
1: in Game 1 of the World Series.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. Or if I, to put it in a more personal perspective as a journalist, if somebody was like, hey, there's this political, big political rally happening mm-hmm. at Sunday at 9 o'clock, not that that would ever happen, yeah. but there's a thing going on, we need you to cover it, I would be there as opposed to church. But I'm also somebody who you know, church isn't my biggest priority. Yeah. But I know people who would put mm-hmm. church above anything else on Sunday or synagogue above, above everything else on, I think, Friday is when they go to synagogue. Oh, right? yeah. I, I'm not 100% yeah. sure, to be honest. But yeah. it's just a very or, personal thing. Too, like I said, there's, a, there's like five basketball games or something going
1: on on Christmas. What happens when LeBron doesn't want to play on Christmas, you know, and he wants to be at home with his family? Yeah. Does does he have to be in the you know, I mean it's not like it's the playoffs, it's not like it's anything like that, you know. It like Yeah. But he's also getting paid
0: now do they I upwards mean, this of is, ten million dollars a year. This is a stupid question, but do they get docked docked pay when they don't play when they're expected to? Um, I believe so as long as they're not injured. Okay. Because well then I, mean, I when can you get suspended. I can like, see that then. I mean, if they're not getting paid the same amount if as they would if they had played, yeah, I don't necessarily I see a
1: problem with it. I mean, yeah, but I, I I, just think, especially from, like, a sports fan perspective, I could not imagine if my, you know, the, my ace pitcher yeah. <laughs> on my team didn't want to play in the first game of the World Series. And like I said, this is probably also a combination of be- me being very passionate about sports and also not being religious, so personally I just don't really understand it. Yeah. But, I mean, I respect it, like, it's your decision and everything, but I'm just saying I'd be living.
0: <laughs> on one hand, I think it's admirable that you would take a – fairly substantial doc in your pay. I don't know how fairly substantial well, okay. it would be. Well, <laughs> okay. But, I've, you know, on one hand, it's admirable yeah. that you're, like, you're putting this above yeah. your work. But as somebody who makes far less than however many million yeah. dollars a year, it's mind-boggling. Yeah. Like, but I, I can see both sides of the argument mm-hmm. there. Um, I mean, and
1: like I said, too, I mean, this is the type of thing, if you're a football player... You can't do that. You know what I mean? Because your whole life revolves around Sunday. You only play on Sundays. If you're religious to the point where you say, like, no, I have to practice my Christian faith. I have to go to church. And that all, resol- all revolves on Sundays. Like, you can't do that. You miss the whole season. You physically can't play. Yeah. So it's like, where
0: where does that come in, you know? Well, this is a good tie up. Um, What do you feel? How do you feel about. Once again, we don't really have the answers, but we've got the questions. Yeah, we don't have the answers, but we have the questions that you can answer on Twitter and give your feedback because we know you know how to give feedback on Twitter. Um, So, how do you feel about this situation? And I guess there's like three questions. How do you feel about religion impacting uh, the ability to play on certain days? Uh, What's your favorite Christmas music? And is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Those are the three big questions for the holidays. So you can tweet us at Beyond the Baselines. Um, and this has been the holiday episode. So we're going to take a short break. Um, just because Leanne's going back home to New York. So we're not going to be in the same area to record. Um, but if you're feeling generous this holiday season, very, very soon we will we will have a Patreon account up on our Twitter that you can donate to if you're again, if you're feeling generous and if you're able to. And that will help us be able to stay up on Apple iTunes for you to listen to, and also give us uh, more ability to uh, record more content for you guys uh, in the next year, in 2019. It's so weird that it's oh, going to be 2019 soon. I wasn't ready for that yet. It's so weird. I still write 2017 in a lot of my papers. I wrote it's problematic.
1: the other day, and I was Jesus. like, whoa.
0: That's like a mini stroke. And like I didn't even know stroke. what day it
1: was, and I was at the IU police station because I had to pick up keys, and I really, the lady was just like, I don't know if I want to
0: give you these keys. That's, yeah, that's problematic. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you're feeling generous this holiday season, um, we would really appreciate just a small donation to help us stay up on Apple iTunes and to help us build our website to create more content for you guys in the upcoming year. Um, so that will be posted to our Twitter really soon. Um, and we'll have a lot more content up in 2019 with current events in sports and music, and just uh, you keep saying hot takes or hot takes on those issues. Um, But until then, uh, I'm Brianna Cooper. I'm Leanne Strollo. And this is Beyond the Baselines. We'll see you next time. Have a great Christmas or holiday and a happy new year. You won't see us. We're a podcast.